well-being at work, employees have a part. Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn Gregory, and you're on Gut Plus Science, a mentoring platform for people-first leaders of all levels. Here, we talk to exceptional leaders who prioritize culture, get fired up about employee engagement, and are excited to share ideas and tools for bettering employee experience to help others. Thank you for joining us to invest in being a better leader. Now, let's get to it. Hey, Gut Plus Science listeners, it's Nikki, and today we're talking with Angelo Venditti. He has been in executive leadership since he was 30-something, and our conversation is about the big role that employees play in well-being and meaningful work for that matter. So employees have a huge part. I want to hear Angelo's take on this and have a conversation. Hey, it's Nikki, and we're back on our healthcare series of Gut Plus Science, and I get to co-host with Michelle Doran from CCA, one of our healthcare co-host partners. Michelle, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our guest today. Thanks, Nikki. I'm introducing Angelo Venditti, who is the Chief Nurse Executive, Chief Patient Experience Officer, and Executive Vice President for Patient Care Services for Temple Health in Philadelphia. In the CNE role, he oversees nursing practice and clinical operations across the health system, including Temple University Hospital's three campuses, all outpatient clinics, and Fox Chase Cancer Center. Dr. Vendetti has been charged with improving the overall experience of Temple patients and incorporating employee and patient experience as key quality metrics for the health system. Dr. Vendetti, how can leaders build a healthy foundation for employee-focused well-being? What does that look like or should it look like? Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Great question. I, I think, you know, it's really about empowering employees to bring suggestions and, and really own what they're looking for in terms of a work environment, and really not relying on leaders to come up with all the solutions. So along that vein, how do we encourage the well-being ownership to the individual? Well, I think there are some great programs out there. I mean, there's programs where you contribute to activities that promote wellness. Maybe it's weight loss, maybe it's blood pressure evaluations, and you get discounts on health insurance. You know, there are events that are in the community, like fundraising walks, et cetera. These are all ways that we can encourage wellness and create a sense of community where people get to participate. Thank you. Awesome. Angela, welcome to Gut Plus Science. So glad you're here. So this episode, we're really digging into employees have a part. And I've just been really intrigued ever since we talked prior about why that is your angle and why you're passionate about it. Give us some insight on why we're digging into this angle. Employees have a part. Yeah, I had a a transformational moment for me. I was attending a magnet conference in 2018, and I had the opportunity to hear Cy Wakeman speak. And Cy talked a lot about ditching the drama and really just makes you think differently. And ever since then, I I really have changed the way that I view leadership and really focus on empowering employees or empowering team members to take accountability for themselves. And I see that through the same lens with regard to wellness. Take accountability, empower yourself, make great suggestions and be part of the solution. I love that. And I love Cy Wakeman. We had shared that when we talked before. And what always stands out for me is her BMWs. You know what I'm talking about when I say that? I definitely do. 
What is it? Complaining. I won't use the word moaning and whining. Oh, man. I just always stuck in my mind since the first time I've ever heard that. And I was like, that is the best acronym. And I could use that over and over. We really love Cy Wakeman on the People Forward Network. And we'll link out to her first episode on the Conscious Habit Podcast for those of you that maybe don't share the passion around her angle to building workplaces. It'll be linked in this as a little gift from Angelo and I. So Angelo, what does support look like to help employees with their well-being journey? Like give us like a framework or an outline for what are, what are all those components? Yeah, for me, it's about listening, hearing what people have to say and helping them work through their own ideas about how they're going to achieve wellness or how they're going to reach a personal milestone or professional milestone. It's maybe providing some guidance and advice along the way about what you have seen work or what doesn't work. And then oftentimes it's getting out of the way and being the cheerleader while they're heading toward the goal. And you you can put this in many lights, whether it's somebody looking to achieve a degree that they thought they couldn't get or making time to exercise in the morning. You know, it could be an array of things, but I really think it's about coaching and really encouraging and making people understand that maybe the barriers they see are there, but not insurmountable. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that. Starts with listening to start with them. You know, I don't know if you all are fans of Simon Sinek and start with why, but it's like get to the core, listen, and then build out from there. I really love what you're saying about that. You've mentioned so far a number of different initiatives from like wellness initiatives or advancing yourself initiatives that you all have have offered. Can you share an example or two of your very favorite ones, whether it's things you have in place right now that you send employees to as a resource? or maybe it was a one-time thing that you did, some of your favorite opportunities to help advance your people? Yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic or during the pandemic was very hard on people's mental health, both personally and professionally. People saw a lot of things that were just devastating at work and their family lives were impacted so much. And so mental health became a real topic of conversation. One of the things I'm really proud of is we launched an app with a third party that people can have access to just to talk to someone or get some coaching tips on how to process some of the stress and fatigue they're feeling. And I'm, I'm happy to say that, you know, we have about 6,000 employees. We had in a very short time, over 50,000 hits on this app. And it was a real resource for people. It was easily accessible. It was quick. It was, it didn't make you feel like your privacy was in jeopardy. And I really think that has made a difference for us. Awesome. And I'm curious if you could give leaders one piece of advice to me, you seem like a cliff notes person, get direct to the point. So I'm just curious what this answer will be. If you could give one piece of advice to leaders to say, hey, here's the one thing that I would recommend that you do to lead your people to take ownership in their well-being journey. What is that one thing? I think it's do whatever you have to to preserve the passion that got you into leadership. Maintain that hunger for what you're doing and really keep it close to you. I think it's the only way we're successful, especially in these trying times. If even during those frustrating moments where you're like, I should go do something else, that you can remember why you got into this. And I think, you know, the only way you can effectively help others is to help yourself. 
And so reminding yourself consistently why you are doing what you're doing every day, I think helps you be a better leader and really take care of your people better. I love that. And I'm curious, what's your why? My why is I have a passion for the profession I'm in. I think nursing is a great profession. I think there's a respect hill that we have to climb. I think the hierarchy that exists in healthcare, if we're going to be successful in the long term, needs to go by the wayside. And I'm really driven by this this staffing concern that nurses constantly articulate. And before I retire, I want to make a big impact on it. I want to change the way we take care of patients. And I want nurses to be seen as equal and really part of the team and not subservient or less professional in any way. That, that's what drives me every day. I love it. Well, and of course, I have to tie in EAP or things similar to EAP tools. You know, how do you use programs like EAP or other personal development or behavioral tools to really help your people? Like, how do you lean on those? Yeah, for me, EAP is an interesting conversation because I think many people think of EAP when they're in trouble. They've got a disciplinary action at work and they're asked to go to EAP or they're maybe struggling with the death of a family member and they have to go to EAP. But when you really look at these programs, it's so much more. It's legal assistance when you're trying to adopt a child. It's processing you know, your next best financial move and how to set yourself up for retirement. And so I think getting people to understand the full depth and breadth of EAP programs from an education standpoint is really the hill we have to climb. And then we've got these multifaceted offerings that help with mental health. And EAP is certainly part of that. But really getting people to understand the depth and breadth of these programs offer. Yeah, I love that. I really love the angle. And I know Michelle's going to be able to elaborate a little bit, but my career started in EAP. It was what helped me see that my why is around helping people experience meaningful work and EAP can help you get out of the trenches, but it can also help you advance the ball with things that you want to get better at or, or be, you know, and grow in. And I feel like a lot of times we do just lean into the pain or the challenges. And so I love that you shared that. Michelle, before we head to the lightning round, let's make sure that our listeners know what you all do at CCA. Thanks, Nikki. Well, CCA is an EAP and HR solutions company that's been around for at least four decades and has recently really focused on healthcare. So our healthcare division, which I lead, has worked really hard to build programs for nurses and members of the healthcare team with subject matter experts in nursing. So it's really for nurses by nurses. So great. In addition, we offer a lot of special programs that don't have to be within an EAP. So we're looking to really revolutionize exactly what Angelo said, making EAP accessible and not viewed as a punitive resource for nurses. Yes. So great. So great. I love the angle that you all take at CCA and it's really advancing people. Yes. Help them when they're stuck. But like what we talked about, let's help them advance and really live a fulfilling life. So, and the part on like what we're talking about today with employees have a part is they have to define what they want right? And they have to be able to define that and ask for the help. And we, as employers, have these great resources. So 
great episode so far. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back to our lightning round where we'll get to learn a little bit more about the personal side of Angela. We'll be right back. If you're leading with a people first mindset, which most likely you are because you're listening to Gut Plus Science, join People Forward Network, the largest community of humans on a shared mission to lead meaningful work. You can find us at peopleforwardnetwork.com or follow People Forward Network on LinkedIn. All right, we're back on Gut Plus Science with Angelo Venditti, and we're going to dive into a few of our lightning round questions. Number one, as always, Angelo, what is your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read? Yeah, great question. So I'm not a big book reader, I have to admit, but the one book that sticks in my mind, and I read it years ago, was a book called Black Like Me. And it was a book about a Caucasian man who began to change his skin pigmentation through an experiment and measure how he was measure and observe how he was treated differently as his skin pigmentation changed. And it was just a fascinating, eye-opening book about how our culture needs to evolve and how we need to just think about equity and, and all of those things and how really diversity is a blessing to our society, not anything but. So that was my favorite read. Otherwise, I spend a lot of time watching YouTube, Cy Wakeman, and other thought leaders, and reading scientific articles about nurse staffing and, and those types of things. Awesome. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Angelo, what would you have spent more time doing five years ago if you could? I think I would have spent more time learning the intricacies of healthcare and nursing and just the craft that I've got into in terms of leadership. And I've had a great career. I've moved up very fast. I achieved a CNO role before I was 40 years old. And I look back and think, could I be a better leader today had I spent more time doing the frontline work or had I spent more time in a manager role, just watching and learning? So I think listening better to sum it up. Hmm. Awesome. That'll definitely be a takeaway from you today. You've said that a few times, the power of listening. And what always makes you smile? That's an easy question. My wife makes me smile and she travels for work and I'm in Philadelphia all week. And when I get to see her at the end of the week, it's certainly the highlight of my week. And I'm blessed to have her in my life and we have a great relationship and I always can't wait to see her. And we've been married 14 years now, so this is not new. We're still going and, and happy as ever. Wow. Well, I hope you're so proud of this episode when it comes out that you share this with her, because that is really awesome. And Angelo, how can people connect with you after the show today? Certainly. Feel free to email me. It's angelo.venditti at tuhs.temple.edu. I'm on LinkedIn. Or you can just call me. My cell phone number is 570-336-7435. Thanks, Michelle, for co-hosting again. And Angelo, this conversation was fast and to the point and really hit the point. Employees need to take the wheel and drive their meaningful work experiences. Leaders can only do so much. Here's the truth you can act on from today's episode. Number one, encourage employees to 
not rely on leaders, but to speak up and take ownership of their work experience and their well-being as individuals. Leaders are going to pour into that, but really employees have to take the driver's seat. Number two, give lots of options for employees to participate in the things that you offer as an employer, different well-being initiatives or coaching or ways to advance them. Angela was talking about how constantly reiterating the why these programs are available and stories that of impact and ways that inspire them to get involved. That's the job of a leader. Number three, Angelo said multiple times, listening is key. And we have to listen to get clear on what it is that the employee is looking for, help them get clear, and then get out of the way and be their cheerleader. And number four, tie back to your passion to keep your fuel as a leader. We have to regularly do that, revisit the core of why you do what you do and stay hungry and wake up with that passion and that fire to keep going. And so Angelo shared about that. And I think it's so important. All right. Such a great episode. And we hope to see Angelo back on more of our healthcare uh, sub-series episodes in the future. Thank you. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.